Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a place where we share practical tips, useful insight, and words of encouragement to help you have a more peaceful, positive relationship with your teen and parent for a place of calm. I'm Dr. Cam, your host, and I am joined by Bosu Jones Corte. He is a mindfulness teacher and hip hop artist, and I am so excited to have you here. Thanks for joining me. Hey, Dr. Cam, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I need to read your bio because it's so impressive, I must say. <laughs> so Afoso is a meditation teacher and a musician from DC. He has been teaching mindfulness meditation since 2008, way before it was like the in thing, the right? Thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's also an accomplished hip hop and electronic music artist performing both domestically and internationally. You wrote a book, You Are Enough, for families. You are a voiceover talent, which is no surprise when you hear you talk. <laughs> and you played Stan the voice of Stanley the Snail on the Sprout Network's cartoon, Ollie and Moon. Yeah. And now you're going to be the voice on a balance app. That's right. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you also have a wife and four daughters. So, <laughs> wow. Three daughters and a son. Yeah. Three daughters and a son. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no, no problem. I knew it's, that. Hard for me to, it's hard for me to keep <laughs> up. So, don't worry. <laughs> so, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I, you know, one of the, one of the best things that I have done during this quarantine is just really get my morning routine solid. So oh, wake up, make the bed, meditate, and then look at whatever's like on the docket for the day and just kind of feel, uh, feel grounded in that kind of way. Yeah. We'll get usually, usually I'm making, then I'll make waffles for the seven-year-old and the four-year-old. I'm coming over for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and get the seven-year-old ready for school and check on the teens. And yeah, so yeah, you've got so I'm seven good. to eighteen year old. Right? I do so four, four to eighteen. Yeah, well, four to eight. Man, you <laughs> yeah. got a full, full house. I do. So yeah, I got. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I've got all of childhood happening at the same time. <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> and probably see a lot of the similarities across the four year old to the eighteen. -year -old. No, for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So we were talking the other day about the the making the bed and yeah. starting your day off making your bed. That's I loved funny. what you were saying about that. Share yeah. that a little bit about Yeah, you know, like I'm in I'm in my bedroom right now. So just like looking over at the bed, you With know your you crown behind you, crown <laughs> behind you. Yeah, just shout out to Dan Shaw, makes these amazing sculptures. Um I uh I think my wife and I just as a, it, it helped us to feel a little bit more in control during the complete uncertainty. There's this term that's this acronym that's popping up um, in, in some of the work that I've been doing called VUCA, um, volatility, uncertainty. Um, oh gosh. Um, 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 oh, there's the C is confusion. And um, um, I think the, the A is anxiety. Yeah. Oh. And so, yeah. And so in this, and, and as, as a way to sort of codify the times that we're in. So in this time of VUCA, um, 
which reminds me of the Buddhist word dukkha, which means suffering. <laughs> in this, well, that relates. In this time of VUCA, <laughs> just doing something simple like making your bed, you can just feel like, okay, I own this. I'm, mm. I'm, and then you walk out of your room to do something, you come back and your room's like, hi, I'm here. It's like, you know, it's I'm an organized. Yeah. I've got some like sense of, you know, calm and control. Yeah, I've got a little, and it just, it, it settles your nervous system down. You know, there's something about a made bed. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's a, yeah. such an easy way to start the day, but yeah. yet so powerful. It, and it continues to be powerful. The more you, you walk out and you walk into your room any given time of the day, it never ceases to be a pleasant uh, and inviting thing. Like, oh, that's right. This is my room. This is oh, my yeah. place of peace. I've, I've, I've designed it this way. Yeah. Just by and, making your bed. Just, <laughs> and then to get into a made bed at the oh. end of the day is like a treat. It it's is like a, a treat. <laughs> You're like, Gosh, oh. is, these are the things that about like getting a little bit older, like the, the little things, they really matter. You, <laughs> your parents really just leaned on you so hard to make your bed and you're like, for what? I'm just going to get back in and mess it yeah. up. But no, it's a treat. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about being a mindfulness teacher. What does that mean? And why do you love doing it? Yeah, well, um, so you are correct in that I've been doing and I've been teaching mindfulness since, be since before it became the buzzword. Mm -hmm. I think I was about six, six years ahead of the curve or something like that. Um, but obviously, these teachings have been around for, for, for centuries and for many, many years in, in the West. Um, my mother was a meditation teacher. Well, no, no, not a meditation practitioner. My mother-in-law was a meditation teacher, but my, is a meditation teacher. But my mother was a meditation practitioner when I was younger. That's kind of where I got exposed to it. And really just, this could be a very long story. So I'm going to fast forward. Like my, my wife was pregnant with our first daughter in college and I was, learning more about meditation, kind of coming back to my roots in a sense. And then um, knowing that we were bringing a child into this world kind of accelerated this process of just wanting to know myself more, feeling like if I was more aware, more present, I'd be a better parent. Mm. And, um, and, and so this really kind of started as something that I wanted to be, wanted to do for my kid, you know, and, um, um, and as it's, as the, as it, as happenstance would have it, I met somebody in my neighborhood who was a teacher in the family program at the Insight Meditation Community of Washington or IMCW. His name is Carl Skoogland. And, um, he was reading one of these meditation mindfulness magazines that I was really into. And I thought I was the only one into it. So I was like, oh my God, you read that? <laughs> he was like, yeah, relax. And, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and we became friends. He invited me to come to, uh, to visit his class. Shortly thereafter, he invited me to be kind of like a guest speaker. Then I became a sort of a regular guest uh, speaker, guest teacher. Then after about a year or two, he decided to retire and handed the class over to me. And subsequently, I joined up with a, a dear friend of mine named Jennifer Jordan, who's like a sister to me now. And, um, uh, and she and I have been co-teaching the, uh, the IMCW family class for mm. the past, I want to say, 14 years. Wow. And, um, and through that hub of teaching the family class, um, I went on to teach at 
IMS and Spirit Rock and with Minds Incorporated starting to teach into schools and it's just kind of grown from there. I enjoy it, to answer your second question, I enjoy it because working with young people helps me to introduce the mind to them as, as not this fixed place. We all talk about neuroplasticity now. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I really think that it's important for, for young people to know that, hey, your mind, the mind that you've got is not, is, is not the mind that you have to be saddled with all your right. life. You can continue to work with your thoughts and your feelings to create a happy atmosphere for yourself you know, from, from, from within. And the mind is a ridiculous place. You know, it's, it's a funny, it's kind of hilarious, all the stuff that happens in there. And, um, and to try to have, I want to encourage people to try to have a healthy relationship with their minds and, and their bodies and their experience. Yeah. yeah. And the, the idea that it can be changed is yeah. I think so powerful. And, and we were talking the other day too, about how we always we tend to have this tendency to lean towards the negative. Yeah. And you had some great insight about that. I'd love for you to share. Cause I think all of us as adults too, but we see our teens as well. And it's yeah. this is our chance to actually help our teens to to pull them away from that tendency when we understand why we do it. So yeah. I would love for you to share what you told me. Cause it was sure. Sure. I found this to be such a powerful revelation when I learned that the negativity bias as it's as it's called that we all have in our minds is really an evolutionary development that that has helped human beings become the dominant species on earth we are problem solving creatures the reason why just um the reason why we weren't satisfied being able to walk a distance that we had to get on top of an animal to carry us a distance and that wasn't enough we had to strap uh, a cart with wheels on it and that wasn't enough we had to burn dinosaur dinosaur dis dissolved fossils and put an engine in something it's never enough we're always thinking of how can i do this better what's the problem i can solve to avoid danger mm -hmm. and to correct mistakes and this problem solving mechanism it always has us looking at what's wrong with this picture that's the thing that human beings say that we don't say what's right with this picture we always say what's wrong with yeah, this picture true. you know and, and and it's the it's it's the way that we move through the world we solve problems well that now that we're not living in the in the wild and trying to avoid being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger this most days. yeah most days most days <laughs> except thursdays yeah the, the, the uh, our our this problem solving mechanism doesn't is still running at top speed and it's looking for problems. And then it, it turns its lens onto ourselves. And then we become a problem that needs to be solved. Why did I say that? Why did I do mm -hmm. that? I, I'm, I'm not smart enough. I'm not in comparison to this person. I'm not good enough. I'm, I, I'm, I'm failing in some kind of way. I don't look right. I just feel wrong, you know, and this atmosphere, this cloud of feeling wrong, you know, hangs over us. And it's due to something that's actually supposed to help us. But these days it can work towards our detriment, negativity yeah. bias. Yeah. And so I think that the same way that we have this inner critic in our, in our minds, there's space in our minds to develop an inner cheerleader as we've been talking mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and someone who says kind things to you, we all know that voice that says you're not enough. You're not good enough. 
and teens experience this voice in my on in my observation in a very teens experience everything in a very supercharged mm -hmm. way and so this this negative this negative negative inner critic is very loud for them if it is for us we know it's loud for them yeah. so can you develop a loud inner cheerleader that's that's got your back what would you say if you're if 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 you were feeling down what would you say what if your best friend was feeling down in the way that you might be feeling down what would you say to them what would you do for them what kind of thoughts would you offer them and can you offer those same types of things for yourself can you say kind and encouraging things to yourself can you lift yourself up can you do simple things to make yourself feel better like making your bed in the morning stuff exactly like that. something yeah. so simple as that yeah. i think it's um being able to just make even adults but teens aware that the reality and what they call i'm just being realistic is yeah. actually very negatively biased yeah and that it's just as realistic to think positively Absolutely. and yet we can manifest that and i think mm -hmm. people are like oh that's so woo woo but it's not because if we can manifest negative stuff we can just as easily manifest positive things i i i you know i get uh, honest it's so it's it's funny what gives me the the chills these days but that gives me that 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 gives me the tingles just for you to hear you say that because i believe in it so much that mm -hmm. yes you can if there's space for the negative there's space for the positive you know and um um to be able like you said it's it's not the reality it, it is a it's it's a way of thinking that that you can find any reason to any supportive evidence to say that everything sucks yeah but you know what 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 are some things that you can be grateful for right now what are what's what's one thing that you like or appreciate about yourself you know yeah. what's and 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 once you get that ball rolling it continues to roll well i guess i'm okay at this and i guess i'm pretty good at this and i guess i'm you know i've done this experiment with my own kids so i know you know um you just you just have to keep nudging in this direction of positivity so they don't forget yeah and I love that you just, you know, we're talking about doing that with your own kids. What suggestions do you have for us parents to help our kids and encourage our kids to start looking at the other side and start mm. calming and quieting that inner critic yeah. and start becoming that? Because often, too, a lot of times that inner critic has a voice of our parents that we were always trying to get their approval and they didn't realize that, you know, but yeah. I think a lot of times we never feel like, so a lot of times the inner critic, sorry, mom, I know she watches this. Sometimes that inner critic sounds like your parents, right? It does, it does. So how do we help them create a voice that they sound like that's their voice being the inner cheerleader? Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, it's, first of all, everything that you said is so, um, is so spot on and it reminds me and the way that I feel it, it, it impacts me to hear you just, um, speaking on the, the power of the inner critic, what, what it sounds like for many people. I think it's, um, I think it's really true. How do we develop our own voice in, 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 in creating this inner friend, this inner cheerleader? So I, I, again, I like to go back to imagining that how you are feeling when you're feeling down m might be how someone else that you really care about is feeling. So imagine that your best friend would is feeling this way. If your best friend, so if you're having a crappy day, 
imagine that your best friend was feeling that way. Mm -hmm. What would you say to them? What, what, what kind of words would you offer them? And then just, and then rest for a moment. Just think, what would I say to my best friend if they were feeling this way? And you might, and you know, a lot of times you would start to recount all of their good qualities. You'd say, Hey, 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 you know, I remember when you did this and don't think this way about yourself. Don't feel that way about yourself. You you're, I can tell you all the great things that you, that you are and that you've done mm -hmm. and allow those same words to, 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 to arise and hear yourself saying them and then see if you can direct them towards yourself. Think about what you would do physically. Would you give your friend a hug and feel the, see if you can feel the kind of energy or vibe of giving yourself a hug from, from within. What kind of thoughts would you think for your friend if they were having a hard time? You know, your, your heart might go out to them. You might think, you know, I just, I just really hope that you're okay. And I wish for you to be happy. I wish for you to be well. And then can you direct those kind wishes to yourself? So sort of stepping outside of yourself, thinking about how you would respond to others who were in a similar situation and then read and then using that same voice and directing it back to yourself can be really helpful. Yeah. And I, as you're saying that, I'm thinking one of the most powerful ways to teach our kids how to do that is for them to see you oh, do that. Absolutely. Because we're so hard on ourselves and our kids watch us yeah. be hard on ourselves. And that becomes just what you do. That yeah. becomes what's expected. And, you know, I've talked to kids who say, well, I have to be upset with myself because that shows people I care. So I have to beat myself up because that's what's expected. And I'm like, you know what? It's true. Like that's yeah. what we've ended up teaching. And so to watch how you talk to yourself yes. and what you say to yourself in front of your kids mm -hmm. is one mm -hmm. of the most powerful ways to do that. And so I just encourage people to be kind to themselves so Absolutely. they can teach their kids to be kind to themselves. I, you know, Dr. Cam, I think that's really step one, honestly, is how you treat yourself. And, and, and I think in parenting, we, we inevitably make mistakes. And, um, and I think being able to model your own growth, you know, for your kids, it's like, you know, okay, maybe in the past I might've handled this this way in yeah. a way that wasn't as healthy or constructive or, uh, or kind. But in this moment, I'm choosing to handle a similar situation with a new sense of clarity, with new calm and new kindness. And, and you can model for your kids that change is possible, yeah. you know? And, and, um, and yeah, we had an incident in the house the other day where um, I was, I was, I was asking one of the kids to be a little quiet and they, and they, they felt bad that I had asked them to be quiet. And one of the older kids was like, you know, I, you should just acknowledge their feelings. And this reminds me of when you didn't acknowledge my feelings when I was a kid. And I was like, well, this is a different situation. What I want to say to you though, is that I appreciate you advocating for your sibling this mm -hmm. way. I don't think it's appropriate for you to try to step in and, co-parent you know you're you're the older one now i get it you know but i think that it's remarkable that you want to that you want to advocate for your siblings and for their for their happiness and their well-being and i'm sorry that in the past you know you didn't feel that we took your feelings into account mm. you know we were just we we're st we, we're still figuring it out as parents but the fact that you're engaging with me and you and you you're standing your ground here and you're wanting to 
to speak up for your siblings, I think is, I think is great. Now it was a, it was a moment of like mutual respect for the, for the, yeah, for the both of us. And um, that I think prior, I would have expected her to just go in her room and shut the door and shut me out. But we just stood and spoke and in, in a very respectful and clear way to one another. And it was, and, and the bottom line with everything is that most of the time, all, even all the negative things that come up in parenting and family life and in our own inner world is it's all, it's all pointed towards the positive when you're that inner critic is still trying to get you to a positive place. Mm -hmm. It's just doing it in a, in a painful way. Yeah. Anxiety <laughs> is still the wish for things to go right. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's just, it just comes from a place of fear. Yeah. yeah you know, so, um, so if we can remember that we're all on the same team yes. and, and that we all want the same things ultimately. Mm -hmm. And like you said, if we can model being kind to ourselves, that is going to speak huge. volumes to what the, to what uh, our teens see. It yeah. is. It's huge. Oh my gosh. I love this so much. And I always yeah. love our discussions, our yeah. conversations. It's so funny <laughs> how we're, we can just like go on. And on I don't know. We really can. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. on the same page. Yeah. Um, so before you go, yep. please tell everyone about your parenting self-care class. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So December 1st and December 8th, myself and a very good friend of mine, um, Doug Fagan, who is also um, a, 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 a child psychologist and he, he works at the lab school. Um, it, we are gonna be doing two parenting self-care classes on December 1st and December 8th, uh, I, around 8.30, 8.45 PM. Uh, I, 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 Dr. Cam, you got the link, right? Yes, I will okay. share the link. So, yep. so, yep. So, please join us or you can go to imcw.org. Just look on their calendar. You'll see on the first and the eighth, these two workshops. This is a time for parents to just come relax, mm -hmm. do a little bit of mindfulness and, and we can, and, and we can share with one another what our challenges are, just how it's been for us. But this is a time to really put your own oxygen mask on, fill up your cup, relax a little bit have I'm, i'll be doing like a like a sound bath and just some time for parents to be chill and to to be human beings before being parents for just mm -hmm. an hour <laughs> that's awesome and yeah. honestly just laying there listening to your voice would calm me down so i appreciate it this has been so fun and i know you've said you know i'm gonna start doing these power hours later on yeah. and you're, you're gonna come back and do it oh my hour gosh with us. i would love to oh my I gosh it's so to. exciting yeah. so thank you again and thank thanks you. everyone else for spending i know you guys are all busy so thanks yeah. for jumping on and um i'll talk to you soon Okay. Later today, actually, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, right. we'll talk later. All right. Hey, thank you so much, Cam. I appreciate right. you. Bye. Right. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.